Welcome to Raising Your Spirits. Our hope is to help you make positive changes by providing guided messages from spirit. Tuning forks, crystals, and distance healing are how we pass those messages from spirit to you. Sit back, relax, and enjoy your vibrational growth with us. Your hosts for Raising Your Spirits, Suzanne Shields and Tony Ginnis. Thank you, Carl, for that wonderful introduction. Today, what we want to talk about is what is it like to be spiritual? What is the meaning of being spiritual? I know for myself, at a young age, I did go to Sunday school, and a lot of the teachings I found was the various things about me being not enough of something, that I was a sinful person, or that I had to appeal to a higher order, or I was always in this place where I had to prove myself or fearful of something, I would hear the term God-fearing. In other words, if I misbehaved, that God is going to get me. That somehow didn't ring true to me because I was under the impression that God was love, and it is. Now that these days I am a medium, I feel that love very clearly. In those days, I didn't. I just thought I was a person that had faith. I just went through life as I did. I had two beautiful children, raised them. I was in my own business for many years, and I did have faith in a lot of things. I worked hard, always tried to help my fellow man wherever I could. If I was on my way home and somebody was on the side of the road, I would stop trying to help them. In those days, there wasn't a lot of cell phones. So I could call a tow truck or I could make, be of some service anyway. So I went through my years as I did. When I sold my business, I had the time to really look around and to find what is it that I really wanted to do. And feng shui was always a subject or always something I was interested in. I figured I would go into that. And as part of that program, I had to go into other things that would clean and cleanse my energies in such a way that I would be more spiritual, more connected to source energy. And it was then that I realized that there was so much love that surrounded me all those years I was going through my trials and tribulations to try to be that better person, to be a better man. Every day it gave me that hope that I was spiritual and it was A lot of hardships were in those years, but in those hardships and struggle, I learned something, that no matter what was going on around me, I would always try to view that point in the shoes of the other person. And it took a while because I was always very into myself, always try to see what benefits I could get out of something. And it wasn't until I started looking at others to see how I can help others that I really started to excel in my art and my craft that I now enjoy. I love being with spirit now. There is never a point where they are stressful and wondering what their next step is. They were always calm. They always knew that something was going to work out. And when we look in our day and age where we look at our surroundings, it's very difficult sometimes to see the light at the end of the tunnel. But this is where it all comes in. And being so connected to spirit, it gave me a whole new perspective 
and almost a sounding board in how I would respond and react to things now. So to me, that was my spiritual journey, was constantly working on myself, never really blaming anybody for what was happening like I used to. I was an angry person when I ran my business, and that was partially because there was so many things that I had to be responsible for. Raising a family in my own business, my wife decided that she was going to stay home and take care of the kids. So the bulk of the responsibility was on my shoulders. And so I just wanted to be successful. I wanted to go out there and just be the best I can be in everything I can. And a lot of times I got burned, loaned money, and it was never returned or a business deal would go sour or whatever the case was, I was blaming and I was rather an angry person. But it was that anger that fueled me to do better. And so many naysayers were seeing me in the industry. It's very easy to make a mistake when you're working 18 hours a day and hardly eating or drinking, just to try to serve the client, make sure they're happy. Sometimes things happened and that would make me upset. But it wasn't until I stopped blaming people and circumstances. I started looking at myself from an energetic point of view. What does this mean to me? And looking at it, realizing that the energies around me are trying to teach me something, trying to make myself force myself, in other words, to be that person that no matter what situation I'm in, I would go through it with some calm, poise, and a degree of logical thinking. Biggest thing was being angry never did solve it. It was just that knee-jerk reaction I got when something happened. But for me, being spiritual was just to look into myself, look into my temple, into my person, and to find those answers that apply to me. And this is where I started realizing that the answers that I was getting was helping me. The answers I was trying to get from other people didn't really work for me. They were good advice, but somehow it wasn't applicable. It worked for them. And then I started realizing that with all of the billions of souls on this earth, you can't have one or a limited amount of answers for all these people, for all these souls. Each one is connected to source energy, and they have to find their own answers along the way. And I found mine. And this is what we teach, is how everybody, anybody, can find their own answers. It is not about the answers. It is about how they receive those answers. So Suzanne, what does being spiritual mean to you? We're sitting here and we're sort of talking about stuff, Tony, and we're talking about the benefits in today's day and age of raising our vibration. And it's funny, when you and I started working on this many years ago, raising vibration was, to me, when I started in this field, was about how do I make myself feel good? How do I take myself out of the everyday mundane and what can I do to make myself feel good? And this is where it's about sitting down and maybe meditating for a few minutes. Um, maybe it's about reading a book on self-help. And as we begin to work through all of these issues, and we've had the pleasure of, of helping many clients, 
And I've stepped out of this realm and I've said, okay, so really what does it mean now to be spiritual? Given certain times and certain changes, depending on when people listen to this, but they'll all have gone through, whether it was a lockdown, a pandemic, or changes in their workplace, or their entrepreneurship skills, or their ability to be able to keep their job that meant going outside of the house versus doing it in. The, the circumstances around our world have changed. And what's only a natural extension to that is so is our desire to drive for spirituality. Because no longer is it just a meaning of what makes us feel good. It's about how do we create the inner strength within ourselves to keep our light strong, to keep ourselves in tune with other individuals. We used to rely on to raise our spirits would mean that maybe I'd meet you at a coffee shop and we'd be able to sit down and laugh for an hour, share a cup of java, and that interaction would raise our vibrations enough and that we could move on with our day. And and as of late, we're not faced with that. And it's more of a reliance on that we need to ignite our own fire. And if we haven't practiced that mindfulness, that spirituality up till now, we're sort of playing catch up on that I need this and I need to understand what's within me to do that. And so spirituality, I think, has has taken on a new meaning in the last little while. And not because we're trying to be philosophical or anything. I think it's it's more because what we are striving and what we need is that we need a deeper understanding of who we are so that we understand when we connect to people, why are we connecting to them and what are we connecting to them about? If I was to say, you know, somebody who's starting out on this journey or someone who's been an expert on this journey, it's more that if you can take the time in this time and space to understand yourself, to boldly look at yourself in the mirror, to understand, not evaluate or judge yourself by your failures or your successes or your job or your financial position, but understand your spiritual worth and to understand how much you have to offer to somebody else by being able to become strong within, that's priceless. And this is the, no better time than to be able to do that. Because now what I would anticipate is that as we have gone through these lockdowns and we have gone through our self-isolations, is that we will come out as stronger beings. We'll be coming out as stronger spiritual beings because we're going to have more needs. We're going to have greater appreciation for our fellow humans. And if we have that greater awareness, we know what we can offer individuals to be able to lift their spirits. For example, we talked a little bit about meditation and how that can help yourself, but it's also a vehicle to be able to express love and to send love to somebody else. How you can think about somebody else and you can meditate about them. You can hold something precious of theirs or something that reminds you of them that you can meditate and control your breathing and pass that on to somebody. I mean, if we had this conversation five years ago, People would be saying, I'm too busy for that. I don't have time. Well, I think this, this certain circumstances that we're in have forced us to do that. And now some people are lost and don't know how. Well, let me give you a tip. Start looking in the mirror. Start facing yourself. Start understanding who you are. Understand your worth. Understand that you yourself, by spending a bit more time with yourself, you can learn more about yourself. Don't worry about fear right now. Hmm, maybe easy to say. But the reality is the fear will never go away. But as we begin to look at ourselves and we strengthen our soul, what we can do is we can conquer fear in a new way. I read a story, Tony, the other day, and it was about a man. And this was a man who was 
He was a businessman, and he was a person who could conquer any sort of trials and turbulations in business. He had no problems with debt. He had no problems of striking a deal. But when he sat back in a room by himself, what he realized is that he had fear of certain things and that he was grateful he never would have to encounter that. But he one day became a dad and he was blessed to become a dad. And his little kid said to him, I want to go camping. And his father thought, well, of of all the abundance I provide to you, why would I ever take you camping, son? What is the point of taking you camping? But nonetheless, he thought, oh, I can do this. If I can create a million-dollar deal, I can go camping. And so he takes his son, takes him out into the bush, puts up a tent. They're in the, the tent that night, and they're going to sleep. And as he turns on the lantern to be in the, in the tent, because he heard some rustling as his son is sleeping, he saw a massive snake, cobra-like, sitting close to his son. As he turns up the lantern, the snake's head rises and its mouth opens. And he knows that as the father, that if he makes one move, his son would die. And he's faced with that fear. And so he knows that he can't run from the fear because it would cost his son's life. So that all he can do in those moments is not look at the snake, but look at his fear. It's not the snake that needed to be overcome. It's his fear of it. So he looked at it. He forced himself to not be fearful. And what happened was he outweighed the snake. And it retreated. And it left through the same hole in the tent that it came in. And the man sat there. And he released all his emotions. Now, granted, sure enough, I'm not going to lie to you. Packed up his bag, picked up his son, and he left. The camping trip was over. But the ride home was memorable. Why? Because he realized that despite all the fears that he faced in his business world, those were safe fears. They would always invoke the same muscles that he practiced. He knew how to conquer a deal. He knew how to belittle another person to get what he needed. He needed to bring out something to gain something. But what that experience in the tent taught him was a whole level of appreciation of fear. Because what he realized, and never realized before that moment, is that when you stare fear in the eyes, do you know what emerges? The courageous you. The flip side of fear is courage, and it can only emerge when you're faced with your fears. So if you decide at any point that you think that you need to get rid of fear in your life, think back to this tent story and think that you will never experience your greatest amount of courage if you haven't faced your greatest fears. And so I tell you this because Not because I want to sound wiser than the average man. I want to tell you this because as people, we tend to always want to run from something. We want to run from our circumstance. We want to run from our fear. And we want to run to security. 
But really, there is none of that. There is no security. All it is is that we can become united with ourselves and we understand the emotions that we feel and we become in touch with what the counter of the emotion is. The courage is the counter of fear. That living is the counter of hopelessness. And we can only live when we avoid the feeling that we feel hopeless and helpless. So I want you to just be able to, if you're listening, to walk away not thinking that you have to leave something. But what does that something that you're facing, what does it present to you? And where can you take it? Thank you for listening to the Raising Your Spirits podcast. If there is a subject you would like to hear in a future episode or would like to book a session with Suzanne or Tony, reach out to their Facebook group at Genis Shields Natural Healing Center or join Tony with his weekly tuning class on Zoom. Their YouTube channel is Suzanne and Tony 17. That's Suzanne and Tony, the number 17, all one word. And the website is lovehigherself.com. Until next time, namaste. Thank you.